Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Hallelujah. And so we want to declare that nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing with God is in Can we go? Nothing is impossible when you put your trust. Think about the words of the song as you sing it. It's impossible when you trust in, in His Word. Talking to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for him? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon for everything. Oh, everything. Yes, everything is possible with God. Lift up your voice, shut. Oh, nothing. Is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible when you trust in, in His words. Harking to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for Him? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon it's a word for everything oh everything yes everything is possible with god inspiration service help me welcome bishop me ajedu ama hallelujah 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 something for somebody I mean the person might just say thank you but whether the person thanks you enough or not you can also feel it are you with me maybe you give a very nice dress to somebody like your house self or your niece who is staying with you very nice dress by the time you realize she's washing and she's wearing the dress I mean you feel that this person is not thankful enough is that the case? Huh? And I think that several times we are not thankful enough to God. Amen? You know, last week we listened to a testimony. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. And we give you the glory. You said we should enter your gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. And into your courts with praise. So this morning we come to you, Lord. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. I will enter his heart with praise. If you are holding a microphone, sing very well into it. Sing. 
don't thank you enough. Yes, because we don't have enough vocabulary to thank you. Yeah. Because there are not enough English words to thank you. Yes, Lord. But from our hearts, oh God, we say we are grateful. We are grateful. From our hearts, oh God, we say that we are thankful. We are thankful. With a grateful heart, we say, Lord, be lifted. Yes. With a grateful heart, we say that receive your thanks. Receive your thanks. Receive your adoration. Receive their adoration. Receive your praise. Receive the grace. For no man can share them with you. Yes, Lord. Because they belong to you. And therefore, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you even for the breath to be able to say thank you. Thank you. We thank you for the ability that you've been putting us for say thank you. Yes, Lord. Because your word says that it is you who is at work in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. So we thank you that it is you who will in us. And it is you who causes us to say thank you. We are grateful, Lord. Holy Spirit, teach us to say thank you. Yes, Holy Spirit, teach us to say we are grateful. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, teach us to say that we thank you, Lord. Lord, not only with our lips, but teach us to thank you with our lives, with our very lives. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Yes, Lord. Let the saints of God say, Amen. Amen. Oh, shout a better Amen. Amen. And somebody give a clap offering to the Lord. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. When your favorite team scores, is that how you clap? Hallelujah. When your favorite party wins, is that how you clap? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I think that is just a thankful heart that God wants us to have. Amen. And many a times people thank God for their own benefit. Hide with me. John chapter 6. It's a very short message. But I want you to have a thankful heart. Amen. And to have good reasons to thank God. When your reasons for saying thank you are not appropriate, it means that your thank you too is not appropriate. John chapter 6 from verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Hallelujah. Several times, people come to God for very, very good reasons, but then as things go along, the reasons change. In this case, the Bible says that the people came to Jesus because of the miracles that they saw. Verse 3. And Jesus went up into a mountain and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? Hallelujah. Before we go, I want us to look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, which is a very, very powerful and standard scripture for Thanksgiving. 
He said, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. Be careful for nothing, but in everything. Not in some things, but in everything. Hallelujah. By prayer and supplication, is what let your requests be made known unto God. Next verse 7. And it says, And the peace of God eh, that passeth all understanding shall keep hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. It didn't say, And your prayers will be answered 100%. Amen. But it says what? The peace of God. Amen. Because Bishop preached a message, peace the umpire or peace the referee. When you pray about something and you have your peace about it, you know that it's settled. Hallelujah. And that's a scripture that supports that. Maybe somebody comes to propose to you. You say, I'm going to pray about it. I know usually you don't pray, but in case you even pray, you pray about it. You know, several times we look in the eyes and we say we are praying. Because we are checking if the person can really take care of you. Or whether the person has a good job. Or whether the person has good looks. We are checking his trouser to see if there is some designer sticker somewhere. But the most important thing to do is to pray. Hallelujah. When somebody comes to propose to you, it's very likely you can become anxious. Especially when it is not so clear that this is a powerful brother. When you get a job offer, you can become anxious. But you go for the offer and then the things they are saying doesn't really match up to what your expectations you know, ah, can become a bit anxious whether you should take it or you shouldn't take it. Or you get a deal and it's not so clear. You can easily become anxious. Are you understand what I'm saying? And that is why the Bible is saying to us here, we should not be anxious about anything. But in all things, we should pray. Hallelujah. And the prayer, I didn't say that the prayer will be answered. But it's the peace of God. Hallelujah. You see, when it talks about the peace of God that passes over understanding, understanding may be leading you towards one way. By understanding the guy should look good. By understanding the guy should have a good job. By understanding the guy has a car. Because your three other friends, the guy who came to propose to them, the guy they are moving with has a car. By understanding... All those things, are, they are all very, very good things. Are you with me? By understanding the things should look good. Amen? But it doesn't look that good. And that is why the Bible says that the peace of God. And that peace, it passes, it surpasses, it passes. It overrides every understanding. Amen? It overrides every understanding. It supersedes every understanding. Eh? Yes, it beats every rational thinking. Because, Charlie, when you look at yourself, you are able to marry this year. 
this year is almost gone. It's still possible. We want to marry 2024. And the guy who has come, because he's not settled. I connected a lady the other day. Then I heard he said, the guy, he hasn't got, he thinks the guy needs a nine, nine to five job, nine to five paying job because the business is trying to, I mean, he's not, he's not established. I'm telling you. Just recently. He said, the guy is good. He kept on saying he's good. You understand why he was saying was good, was good, was good. But once we were seeing her off, they began to say some other things. I said, oh, yeah. It's like, he's not sure because she wants to mind next year. He can't see how the guy's business will break through next year and everything. She has not prayed. She's looking at the guy's job. She's looking at many other. The guy is working. I mean, he's setting something up and he's moving on. He has bright eyes for the future. But this lady doesn't think that by next year, by this time, all those things would have been established for her to have a comfortable marriage. She was, yes. She only wanted want the guy also to have a nine-to-five job. Nine-to-five job that's guarantee of what? Income at the end of the month. And many of us, that is how we live our lives. But the Bible is saying that we should not be anxious. Amen? We are too anxious about many things. Okay? We are too anxious about many things. And it makes us lose blessings that God is bringing to us. But the Bible did not say we should be anxious. We should not be anxious. But in everything, we should pray. By prayer and supplication, we should make our request known unto God. Then he said, and the peace of God, hallelujah, that passeth all understanding, it to keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So in the story in John chapter 6, and as I continue from verse somewhere, it said, Jesus went up into the mountain and there sat the disciples, and the Passover feast of the Jews was nigh. Now when Jesus then lifted up his eyes, Jesus is somebody who we should follow. Because the situation that he faced is quite like your situation. We are not sure whether this proposal is a very good proposal. He saw a great company come down unto him. And he said unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? When Jesus is asking you a question, it's not because he wants to learn from you. Amen? I said, it's not because he wants to learn from you. He didn't want to learn from Philip. Look at what the Bible says. It said, and this is said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. So when Jesus comes to you and is asking you a question through your dreams, through preaching, through whatever means, through your quiet time, it's not because he wants to learn from you, because he himself knows what he wants to do. Hallelujah. Philip asked him, eh? 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. So you can see now, Philip now begins to look at the natural things. Began to look at whether the man is handsome. Began to look at whether the guy has a job. Began to look at, yeah, he now was now becoming very logical. You cannot be too, you cannot be logical with God. Otherwise, a leper cannot get healed instantly. You cannot be logical with God. Otherwise, somebody with an issue of blood cannot, blood cannot seize immediately. 
You cannot be logical with God. Where somebody with passive will just vanish. You cannot be logical with God. That somebody who is in the ma a madman in a cemetery cutting himself will instantly receive healing. You cannot be logical with God. Hallelujah. You cannot be logical with God. Amen. He said, in all things, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a key element for prayer. Thanksgiving is a key element for breakthrough in life. Now, see what happens. It says in verse 8, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which have five valley loops and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? We are always thinking problems. The other day, we were working on a site and some problems happened. And as we were going around, one of my bishops, I mean, every site we go, he's talking about problems. I said, look, don't follow me if you always bring up problems. Don't, don't, I don't like people who talk like that. Don't follow me. If you come to talk about problems, but don't follow me. You know, the, the, this thing, the column has done this, this has done that. I said, please, don't follow me. I don't like people who like talking about problems. Amen. It's a spirit of discouragement. Are you with me? Jesus said, what do we have? You know, what can we give them? Just say, oh, this is what we have. And leave it. Then, but now you are not trying to explain to Jesus that this thing will not be enough. Who are you to explain to Jesus? Who are you? Who are you to explain to God that this brother that the pastor has given you is good for you? Who are you? Then you are questioning God. Will he by next year have a good job? Will, he, will his business by next year would have broken through? Who are you to question God? It's anxiety that makes us question. It's anxiety. Five to nine. The lady said he needs five to nine job. So, nine to five rather. Somebody has finished school. He's doing his business. You are telling him he needs... Just because he says he loves you. Hey. They are trying to change his future, his vision. Do you know how prayers he has prayed? Do you know when he, he, he conceived that idea? Eh? Instead of you coming to join yourself to help, you are trying to take him backward. I told the brother, I brought her. Let her go. <coughs> I did what? I brought her. I introduced them to each other. They are flowing. They say, the guy who came here was telling us, he's very nice, brother, he's nice. Not knowing he was looking for nine to five. I said, I brought her. Let her go. I will, by the grace of God, give you another one. Amen. So ladies, smile as you are here. I'm looking through. <laughs> when you have a Thanksgiving attitude, you, you, you smile in the church. Amen? Amen. They're singing the choir and they are smiling. Hallelujah. Because I'm always looking through. Because God is also looking through. He said, watch and pray. That you may not fall into temptation. But if you don't watch and pray, you see the temptation is going to get somebody who is not the person God wants to give you. Because it looks nice on the outside. Oh, not beautiful. Onale, onale handsome. Onale tall. 
And usually when we are in a church like this, most of the sisters, they see the brothers. You know, because maybe we are all around, you know, university students, we all finish, you know, we play around. So it's like, you know, some of the brothers are starting to like joking too much, you know. But they will grow, they will grow. They will grow. When you are married and there's no laughter in your marriage, then you begin to desire for the brother who jokes too much. Yes, when there's no laughter in your marriage. <laughs> Just everybody is serious. Then you begin to... Because there are a lot of couples, there's no laughter. Even in the church, when the pastor says something, they can't laugh as they are together. If they are separated sitting somewhere, they will laugh individually. But when they are together, they can't laugh. Anxiety. Hallelujah. Now listen, verse 10. And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Make the men what? When you are standing up, you are not relaxed. So Jesus said, let them relax. Let them relax. Hallelujah. Because earlier on, the Bible has said that he himself knew what he would do. Amen. Men and brethren, we need to be able to sit. See, that is what happened when the children of Israel got to the Red Sea and the Egyptian army was behind them and the sea before them, I personally cannot imagine such a situation. People have been through situations, but imagine a situation where there's a sea before you. Meanwhile, you don't know how to swim. Even if you can swim, you can swim to the other side. And an army behind you. But then Moses said, it says, stand today and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, relax and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. He said, then there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, a number of 5,000. He said, then Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given what? Thanks. Amen. When he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise, of the fishes. It means that he also prayed on the fishes. He said, likewise on the fishes. As much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Hallelujah. So you could see that in every situation, that's why I said we should not be anxious. Amen. We shouldn't fret. Because when Jesus Christ saw the situation, he called for calm. Amen. And that is what we need to do. Hallelujah. When we have our confidence and our trust in God. Because the Bible says that faith is the assurance of things so forth, the evidence of things not seen. Is that without faith it is impossible to please God because those who come to God must know that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It's not a rewarder of them who complain, it's not a rewarder of them who are anxious, it's not a rewarder of them who murmur, but it's a rewarder of them those who seek Him, those who are thankful that He is their God. Hallelujah. The Bible said Jesus Christ took the loaves, and after He had given thanks. After he had given thanks, he didn't think about what to do with it. He just gave for distribution. 
Hallelujah. May you receive a distribution after you have given thanks. That's what the Bible says. In all things, in all things, with your eyes, you may not see it, but you will not see it because faith is the assurance of things not seen. The evidence of things hoped for. You will not see it with your eyes. Amen. But if you are somebody who has a thankful heart, so you could see that with thankfulness, a great miracle was wrought by Jesus. This is one of the greatest miracles of Jesus. Amen. I said amen. Because after this miracle, the people wanted to make him a king. Yeah. So they will always eat. And that's why I started by saying that people come to God for the very good reason, or for good reasons. But as time goes on, their reason change. Because along the line, we keep on reading the scripture for lack of time. Now the Bible says, Atemujah Christ said to that thing in verse 26. Verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, you know, these people now, now they went looking for Jesus. Don't remember that the first time they also looked for him because they have seen him do many miracles. Are you understanding? Eh? Now Jesus Christ went to the other side, but then they still went looking for him. But look at what Jesus Christ said to them. He said, now okay, let's look from verse, say verse, um, Let's take it from verse 24. You have iPad. My iPad is jumping. Verse 24, Abby. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum, seeking for Jesus. Now they had traveled to go and look for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou either? Jesus answered them and said, Verily I say unto you, you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles. Remember the first time they sought him because of miracles. So I'm saying that people come to God for the very good reason. You come to church, say give your life to Christ, and you give your life. Not just your, 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 your hand, but you give your life to God. Are you with me? And you believe that just by praying and sinner's prayer, you have given your whole life to God. But then after that, we tend to hold back our life. What convinced you to give your life to Christ? What made you give your life to God? That after you have given your life to God, now you cannot trust God for little, little things. Is your clothing worth more than your life? Is marriage worth more than your life? Is job worth more than your life? Is education worth more than your life? Are your children worth more than your life? So after you have given your life to God, why do you now shift and think you can handle other things yourself? So the people now came to Jesus and Jesus had to tell them why they were now looking for him. He said, Verily I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves 
and were filled. And they said, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of God shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Hallelujah. Now what am I saying to you? We can thank God with our whole life eh, for a good reason. We can also thank God for a bad reason. The people were now looking for Christ because of the food, because of what they can get. And many people come to God because of what they can get. Many people come to God because they want something from God. No, we must come to God for who he is. Hallelujah. God is far more than anything that he can give you. God himself is far more than anything that he can give you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. If a rich man that you know, every Sunday he gives you 100 cities to go and eat. Now he said, I will not give you 100 cities again, but I want you to come and stay in my house. Which one will you choose? Will you choose the 100 cities? Will you say, if I go and stay there, every Sunday I will not get 100 cities. Will you not be silly to be thinking that way? If he can give you 100 cities every Sunday just to eat, you'll be saying, ah, if I go and stay there, I'll not get this 100 cities. If I go and stay there, he's going to use me, he's out to wash his car. Eh? What will 100 cities do to you? What will it do to you? Eh? Even if he uses you, what he can make out of your life, would that not be a fantastic thing? You know, I said this thing before. I One day I went to play golf. I met this young man at the golf course. And as he was holding my bag and we're playing, I said, he was speaking good English. I said, what are you doing here? What are you doing amongst these caddies here? He said, well, he's finished what? Is it Wasi or something? And his parents could not, you know, take him to school. So I said, what do you want to do? He said, want to do nursing or something like that. I said, you're a man. Why do you want to do nursing? <laughs> nursing is good. But I'm saying, you're a man. Why do you want to do nursing? You couldn't give me any reason. So I went to I told my wife, I met this young man at the golf course. And he looks like somebody who has a future. So I brought him to my house. So you see, when you go and play golf, you play them. You know, depending on the number of rounds that you play. Like 20, 25 cities. Depending on the golf course. If it's a nice golf course, you also buy water during the break and they carry your bag now when they do that you give them some money are you with me so I brought this guy to my house so now when I'm going to play, play golf I don't carry money because the guy is in my house <laughs> so he carries my bag for me okay and we play now this guy could have said that I'm cheating him I was in my house. Planes, washes, plus other things. Then within six months, I managed to get him into the university. Now, in the first three, four, five, six months, he could have said that hey, this man has brought me to his house. Now he doesn't want to pay a uh, small caddy fee <laughs> twice a week that uh, he will give me 30 some 30 cities that he will give me. Now he has brought me to his house and and there are people like that. 
It's happening. I brought a young man to my house some time ago when I was in Nigeria. Somebody to take care of the house, take care of the dogs. This guy will ask me for everything I'll give him. Then I put him in school. After, ah, make him watch that he will eat, water that he will drink. He wants me to give him. See? So I'm giving you a house you are living in. You will stay in a non-completed house. Eventually, you'll be so funny. I say, look, I think you just go. Because you feel like I'm cheating you. Now he's walking in the area, sleeping in uncompleted houses. And this is like some 10 years ago. By now, he would have, he would have I mean, I put him in that the school. It's a school, it's, uh, it's legal. There's a school, NBTI or, you know. By now, he would be finished working. Now, this young man I'm talking about who was carrying my bag, he finished university this year. And by the grace of God, I got him a very good place to do his national service. In fact, I have given three options. I got an option for Ghana Commercial Bank, option for two different places. He's got one, he's doing service. Now, in the first few months, he could have said, ah, this guy is trying to cheat me. I'm going back to the golf course. Now, when he goes to the golf course, the boys there, they said they want to be like him. One of them actually told them, I want to be like that. Just because he was not anxious, he was patient, he was thankful. Amen. He was what? Thankful. He was thankful that he's now losing 25 cities every uh, two, 25 cities a week. <coughs> he was losing 50 cities a week. He was thankful that he has lost up at least. He has somewhere where he sleeps. He has somewhere where he eats. He has a car to wash. He has a compound to clean. Amen. But now, through that, he had gone to school. He's a graduate. He's working. He's a graduate in IT. An IT graduate working in a very, very powerful company doing his service. Hallelujah. And I'm saying this, that's why one Jesus Christ said that, look, you guys, you are wicked girl. When your child asks you for bread, you not give him stone. When he asks you for fish, you not give him steak. How much more your heavenly father? So I'm saying to you that even me, a wicked man like me, because some of you think I'm wicked. <laughs> even me, a wicked man like me. Or even human beings as we are, we can do said good to somebody. Just because the person is thankful for a small opportunity he has been given. How much more God? How much more God? Even the son of God himself lifted the loaves and gave thanks. He's the son of God. He could have just taken the bread and just but then he gave thanks. And the thanks that he gave caused a great miracle. One of the greatest miracles. Hallelujah. My brothers and my sisters, today is a thanksgiving service. I want us not just to thank God with our mouths, but to thank God with our lives. Amen. Your life must be a life of thankfulness. If God has saved you, eh? you see, we got to a point where now people have become very apathetic in the house of God. People don't, the other day I was very, very sad when I received a bill. Let me say this because I have to say it. I received a bill of 1,600 cities. And I said, what is it? They said, 
a pastor said we took somebody's camera to use for a program that we all enjoyed. So there's a bill. And I called the person. I said, was it your cameras we used? He said, yes. And is that your bill? He said, yes. I said, fine. I took my momo and I spent the money. I'm saying this to say that when you are doing something in the house of God and you think that the church should pay you, that you should benefit from it, you have to be careful. It means that you are doing it with a very, very, very wrong motive. Yes, it may be your business. Do you understand? It may be your business. But when you cannot sacrifice your business for God, then there is something wrong. Then you are unthankful. Then you are not grateful for your salvation. Did you pay for the blood of Jesus? I said, did you pay for the blood of Jesus? That you are in church and you are charging the church. There are a lot of people here who give their cars when we have visitors. Give thyself holy conference. We have a lot of visitors from outside. They give their cars freely. Some of them, some, I know one brother, I don't want to mention his name. He has a rental company. He gives his renta, renting cars free one week for his cars to be used. Even some, we have visitors who have come for the wedding, uh, Bishop's daughter's wedding. They give their cars freely. Let's use for, you know. That is how this church has come this far. And that is how people get blessed. There's a brother, if I call to give his testimony, you'll be amazed. How God has lifted him because he gives freely. One of the greatest ways to be thankful is to give freely to God. Is to give, quote that scripture again. The liberal soul shall be made fat. Not fat, just uh, cholesterol fat. Oh. God will prosper you, the liberal soul. Amen. We should never do something in church and expect to be paid. There is a gentleman who cleans the toilet that he has not seen him, but I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him to, to say thank you. Please bring him to me today to say thank you to him. Single-handedly cleans that big toilet there. And some of you, when you get there, you don't even arrive at the place where you begin to spray. But we should say thank you, not just with our mouth, but with our lives. We should say thank you, not just with our mouth, but with our sacrifices. We should say thank you, not just with our mouth, but with the things that we do in church. And everything that we do, we should do it unto God. Jesus Christ, who is the son of God, lifted the loaves and said, thank you, Father. And God did a miracle. When you lift things to God, you lift your life to God, you lift whatever you have to God, I say, thank you. I tell you, God will do miracles in your life. Some of us, our lives are miracles. <laughs> Amen. But I have to tell you, you will run away. I say, our lives are what? Miracles. I was saying to the church the other day, Recently, I was with a man of God. We're going to buy coffee or tea. He didn't have his card. The company will not take his card. So I had some money and I used it. Then what I spent, he said, oh, I'll send you money. I said, oh, you don't need to. I was there. His secretary had called me. He wants my account. He has sent me money 100 times what I spent. 
I don't need it, number one. I didn't ask for it, number two. And I'm thankful to God for it. Yes. And that's how miracles happen in our lives. And we are thankful. Miracles will never cease in your life. I said, when you are thankful, miracles will never cease in your life. So if you are in the church, you are doing something, do it with all your heart. If you are an aquaba lady, aquaba with all your heart. Smile. Do your hair for the first time to to say, ah, So people come again because your hair is nice. Because when your hair is not nice, if you smile, the smile will not work. If you are singing in the choir, sing with all your hearts. Amen. We had Carol's, uh, um, what do you call it? Battle to Jerusalem. What the, the, uh, I said battle to Jerusalem. Road <laughs> to Bethlehem recently. The classical gospel choir performed. I didn't see any choir in the church to even come and listen. Just because you were not fielded to, to sing. How many of you came? I was watching, watching. Only a handful. Because you are not fielded to sing, you didn't come. Whatever we find to do in the house of God, let us do it all our hearts. It is our reasonable service to God. It's the way of saying thank you for my salvation. Shall we rise up? Oh
just lift your hands and thank God, somebody. Just thank Him for who He is. Thank Him because you are still alive today. Thank Him because He is God. All this great mighty God is interested in your life. That He's a great God by Himself, interested in your life. In this, your little life, He's interested in it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah be unto your name, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we say thank you. We say thank you, Lord. Give you all the glory. Every eye closed, maybe you are here. If you have not said thank you to God by giving your life to Him, Jesus Christ said that He came to seek and to save that which was lost. The good news is that He's been seeking for you, He's been seeking for you just for one reason to save you. So He came to seek and to save that which was lost. You may say, I live in a home. I'm not lost. You may say, I have a business. I'm not lost. You may say, I'm clothed. I don't look like a lost person. But you don't, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, you are lost. And Jesus said, I came to seek and to save which was lost. On this Thanksgiving Sunday, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Wherever you are standing, I want you to just lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. Just lift it very high. Don't think about the one on your left or your right. They are not important at all. You are the most important person here. That Jesus Christ personally came to seek for you. And to save you. He didn't come to seek for you to take something from you. But he came to seek for you. And to save you. Say, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. You have lifted your right hand. I want you to come to me right now. Come, come let's come. Let's come. Jesus. to 
with every eye closed maybe something hindered you from responding to God's call but it's never too late there's always room at the cross you want to say pastor I didn't lift my hand I know deep within my heart I don't know Jesus tomorrow being Christmas day Jesus Christ decides to come on the day he was born you know that you don't belong to him it's not too late before I pray with these ones the next 30 seconds you want to say pastor I want to come quickly and join them so wherever you are you feel convicted in your heart Anybody that Jesus Christ called, he called them publicly. He didn't call them private, he called them publicly. So I want to come and join them. Say, Pastor. He said that if you are ashamed before men, you deny me before men. I also deny before my father. In the next 20 seconds, I want you to come quickly and join them. Say, Pastor, I also need this praise. I'm waiting for you quickly. To Jesus, give him your love today. Come on to Jesus, let him have, let him have his way. Those in front here, pray this prayer after me. Congregation, join them. Lift your two hands to the Lord as a sign of surrender. Say, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. I thank you for Jesus who died for me. This morning, I come to you. And I ask you to please forgive me of all my sins. And cleanse me from my past. Say, wash me in the blood of Jesus. Say, please write my name in the book of life so that one day, one day, I will be in heaven. Thank you for saving me. Please help me to come to church every Sunday. Please help me to be a good, strong Christian. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.